Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H'd cubed up in this bitch Yes, sir. We back with another episode, and we're blessed to have another special guest with us this week. We have a, uh, a Spotify playlist curator and artist himself, uh, Mr. A. Dare. Thank you for joining us. Yes, welcome. What's good? What's good, guys? I'm happy to have or happy to be on, and I appreciate you having me. All right. Now, then, thank you for reaching out. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're gonna go ahead and talk happened. to. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and talk to Mr. Adair and get a an idea of what it's like for him to do his thing. So why don't you explain for the people that listen what exactly you do as a curator of playlist? So uh, basically, the playlist that I that I it's called a deserving playlist, and being a you know independent artist myself. It, Call me a struggling artist, if you will. <laughs> um, but I know you guys probably know what I'm talking about. But I, I would reach out to you know a bunch of different playlists, things like that. Um, also have playlists reach out to me. But one thing that I always ran into was they wanted some money, uh, you know, to either get on the playlist or even just to listen to your song. And to me, that was just. Uh, it's just not genuine and when you listen to a playlist with a bunch of songs on it that people just paid to get on there it's most likely going to be a pretty garbage playlist because of just you know that type of stuff so I decided to do it for free and just kind of curate it just to my taste and you know I mean I I understand that maybe that's not everybody's taste but um, but yeah so that's what I'm doing and it's been working out really well I've been doing it for about two years now um and yeah i also have uh, I, I run like a tournament at the end of each season with each uh record that got <laughs> voted best record of the week um with some prize money and all that type of stuff so uh that's what i'm doing <laughs> all right. yeah that's that's dope man because um you know you were mentioning that other people do it as well but you know they ask for money you know i've seen i've seen you know like bigger names that like they'll ask for like 100 150 dollars and they'll so um, they'll play your video on the live stream and they'll also either retweet or, you know, just pr- pretty much repost your song. And um, I agree with you. It's kind of like a disingenuous because ultimately you're just doing it because they gave you some money. So I agree. All right. I mean, I got to ask you, if you guys like ran into any of that yourself, have you listened to a playlist that people got to pay to get onto before? I don't think I've come across that. I've I've actually um for, like for example um one of them that I could think of now is you know no jumper he, he does like a thing where he listens to music I've got I've listened through it and yeah some songs are good but ultimately like you said you know when somebody pays to get put on the playlist a lot of times they're not getting these listens because the song isn't good um so ultimately you know you get put on this playlist just because of you know how much money you put up so I do agree that usually it's not really all that good. So what actually made you like think about creating a playlist like this? Like, you know, cultivating all these uh I guess you would say underground slash unknown artists and putting them together. Like what what was it that sparked off in you to be like, Yeah, this is something I need to do? It was the the difficulty of finding it myself and I, I you know, I think that's in anything in 
not just music, but sales, whatever it is, you got to kind of find something that's missing, something that's not there um, that people need and that other people are looking for as well. And I, I think that's what's really helped me find a you know, good audience. And I, I get a lot of support from the artists that I reach out to even, you know, that I find should be on it. And yeah, it's just, it's just something fun for me, honestly. You know what I mean? Obviously I'm not doing it for any money, like I said. So I just enjoy music. And I feel like if you just do what you love to do, people are going to follow it and people are going to find it. And um, that's what's been happening so far. So I'm going to keep on doing it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds, it sounds like you have, have kind of like almost like a mini community kind of, you know, environment going on. So that's always a, a good thing, especially if you, you know, work with a lot of these artists, you know, frequently. I'm sure you might even collab with them musically as well, I'm guessing. Have you ever, have you ever collabed with them yet? I've, uh, I've got a couple things in the works with a few artists. Um, and I'm actually, um, still working on a whole project just based off of the different artists that I placed in season one. I kind of just, you know, picked it my, my, my favorite ones anyway, and I reached out to them if they wanted to be a part of a, a collaboration project, and hopefully I'll be able to get that out by the end of the year. That's actually pretty dope to put like a collaboration project together. I, I honestly would have never assumed that yeah, would no. be something that would be in your purview, like to try and do. Yeah, and that's, um, I think, that, like, again, trying to find something that like other artists have problems finding themselves. It's it's impossible to find help in the music industry. I mean, I think we all know that, like, without mm -hmm. having a connection with someone else that can introduce you to somebody. So that's just kind of what I'm trying to create for the people that don't know how to find those connections is just kind of realizing that you can find connections in anybody and independent artists that so-called struggling or, or whatever. But if the talent is there, it's people like it. You know what I mean? And, and I I've just I don't know. I, I It kind of baffles me that it's not uh, something that's more done by other people, but it's. You know, it's not. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to fill the, fill the gaps. Yeah. Let me, let me just say that, like, you know, I used to, you know, I used to put out music a couple of years ago and I remember like all these little gimmicks or things that would come out pretty much just to take advantage of a, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, struggling artist or somebody who's, you know, really dying to get that attention. I remember one of the things that I kind of, I guess you could say fell for was like, this person hit me up in my DMs and was like, hey, you know, I'm A&R for X, Y, and Z, and we're putting out this mixtape, um, and, you know, so-and-so artist is going to listen to this, and, you know, things like that, which ultimately are all, you know, half-truths, you know, they might be somebody that's connected with a label, maybe, or maybe not, and um, ultimately that's, that, you know, mixtape or whatever is like 60 other, you know, artists just like you, and um you know just things like that that are ultimately just gimmicks so it's I, I feel like it's really good to you know have something like this that's free that's for the artist by the artist because ultimately a lot of these scams you know make it hard and you know very just i guess it kind of just hurts you as an artist you know having to deal with all these things like have, have you ever had to deal with any of these things where you had to you know pay a little money to get on a mixtape or something like that oh yeah i mean i get i i've been doing this for a long time and it, it's 10 years plus and you know I'm nowhere near where I want to be as an artist anyway but at the same time I'm exactly where I want to be because I don't want to fall into the whole pay for play uh, right. you know scheme scam whatever you want to want to call it um, there's so many of them out there there's one um, down here 
uh, it's called like Miami Live. They put on shows and things like that. And basically, you just, artists just pay to go do a performance. And like, if if the artist is having to pay to perform themselves, like who's gonna go watch that that is actually supporting the artist? It just doesn't make any sense in a, in an artist perspective. It does in a business a business perspective from the other end. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, as an artist, it just doesn't make sense to, to put yourself out there like that. And it's a bad look in my opinion. Yeah, like I remember, um, you know, going to, I want to say it was a Dipset show and there was like 15, you know, people under the, you know, in the, in the undercard pretty much that like were just a bunch of local artists and pretty much these, I guess these, um, these, these, um, event, event, uh, organizers, they'll, you know, re- um, sell 15 spots to local artists and you go there thinking that you're about to see Dipset, but you, what you're really about to see is you know four hours of local artists mm-hmm. and the bullshit about that for the local artists is that like at certain points you know you're kind of like yo i really want to see the artists i came to see mm-hmm. so even if even if the local artist is good even if they have a good sound a good song you're not really going to listen to it with the with the ears of somebody who's you know patient and not waiting for you know four hours for whatever long so i feel like it's kind of a it, it just it's a lose-lose for everybody except for the person who's selling the spots you know no, I'm glad you brought that up because it is. It is. It's not fair for the fans either. Like nobody yeah. wants to hear that. And then you know, what I mean, and I'm not gonna go out there promoting. Oh, I got this dope, you know, playlist that you gotta hear. You gotta hear it when there's just really a bunch of garbage on there just to get a mm-hmm. dollar in my pocket. Like that's not what I'm gonna do. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. there, you can anyone else can do that if they want. That's, that's listening, but. That's not what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've had experience with that same kind of thing happen. Well, I think we went to go see. Yeah, we went to go see the clips up in Baltimore, mm. and um, they they said the doors opened at eight, so you know we got there like around nine something, but um, it was literally like like 10 acts from local baltimore people and once it got to like 1 30 in the morning we were just like all right we're just gonna go home <laughs> we're tired of it we're done i've already had too many drinks as it is <laughs> right you know no, that's and that's another thing you know it's all kind of a thing to get people to spend money in there because you're not gonna sit in there sober <laughs> you know what i mean so although i, I will say that. there was a jamaican lady in there making a killing selling goat and uh beef patties so <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you gotta love that. Uh, yeah, they'll show up for the goat and beef patties, not the music, though. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, that's what I did. I came in, got my little goat, my beef patties, and then had a few drinks and left. That was pretty much my night. <laughs> had to drive almost an hour to Baltimore to do it. <laughs> and yeah, that's so, what they count on. You know, those people putting on those shows, that's what they count on. They count on the first timer to come in there, to spend some money, and then they're on to the next person through the door. It's not yep. about mm-hmm. retention. And that's, you know, yeah, that's and it's funny because... I remember the first the first show like that that I ever went to. I was really pressed to be there on time to see the artist that I really wanted to see, not knowing that the doors said or the thing said doors at ten, and I tried to get there like around ten thirty eleven. But I wasn't about to see this artist till three in the, in the morning. Like I just when I, when I first found out, it just kind of blew my mind. So yeah, I think the clips actually didn't actually get on stage until like three thirty in the morning or something. Yeah, like I believe that, it. So. <laughs> I believe it. That that sounds about right. But um, promoters, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, but yeah. So how um, how did you get into hip hop? You know, what's what's your introduction to hip hop, and what's your first memory of, of hip hop? Getting into hip hop for me, um, honestly, I, I don't even. 
to this day, I still don't know how to pronounce these guys' name, and I'm kind of ashamed to admit that. But there's an old group there. I, I, I'm going to say this, but I could be wrong. I believe it's pronounced um, Ini Kamozi. Oh, yeah, Ini Kamozi. Um, yeah. yeah, they did Here Comes a Hot Stepper. And that was the first rap song that I ever heard in my life. I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably <laughs> like five years old, something like that. And to this day, I love that song. You know, whatever. Oh, it's a classic. <laughs> whatever you might think of me, I love that song. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just started trying to figure out how to make music myself. I started on, you know, those bloody, like, computer microphones with the, the little stick microphones, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Made my first song on that when I was probably about, like, eight years old. And, um, yeah, it just grew from there. And then, obviously, got into it more started listening to a lot of Eminem, 50 Cent when I was younger and just always wanted to make music. It was always a thing that I, I enjoyed doing. Now, I watched the intro video. I think it was on your YouTube and you were explaining a few things about uh, about getting into hip hop and you were saying that you went to, I think, Catholic school or something like that and that y'all were not allowed to listen to music for warm-ups any, anything around hip hop uh, was that kind of like um, not just a, it's a school thing was that kind of like a home thing too where your parents kind of on, on the more religious side and did, did they or did they not really care that you were listening to hip hop so actually no it was actually the exact opposite at home and that's probably why I still make music to this day if it wasn't opposite I don't know if I'd be doing this um, so shout out to my mom and dad for letting me listen to, <laughs> to hip hop when I was young but yeah so I did I went to a, it was a Baptist school um it was a struggle to get some quality warm-up music, a, a big struggle. And I kind of just took it upon myself to try to form a, a mixtape, if you will, of some of the best beats that I could find that I thought maybe the administration would not know. Because they wouldn't even let us play beats to like popular songs. Wow. Not even, if, if it was a beat, do that record, it was not happening. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a... It sucked. I'll say that. It sucked. And, I'll um, I ended up actually working for that school. Immediately I graduated and they hired me on to be a football and basketball coach. And that was uh, even more of a struggle. Obviously, I was still trying to make music and things like that. And eventually, um, eventually they found out that I did make music and I ended up getting fired. But that that is the end of it. Fired that for was, making that, music? Yes, yes. It was, um, it was that type of place. That seems like wrongful termination. I wasn't even promoting my music really at that time because it was it was what it was. I had a, a, a something else that I was working on coaching wise. So right. um, I just really did it for fun. And yeah, they, they found out. I don't know how they found out to this day. I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got pulled into the athletic director's office on a terrible Wednesday. I remember the day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they got rid of me. <laughs> Dang, that seems like really messed up. I've never heard of anybody getting fired because of something that they do on the side, unless it's like a teacher that like does pornography or something. <laughs> right. That would make sense. Uh, <laughs> that, and, um, that's usually the the reaction I get. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> no, it's 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 funny you bring that up because um, for me, my parents were kind of like those strict parents that you know didn't let me listen to hip hop growing up. Um, but one of the things that that did was push me towards other genres of music that I probably would have never listened to um, had I not been allowed to listen to hip hop. So I don't know. I just feel like I'm sure it doesn't. It's the same for everybody that 
you know, not being able to do something kind of pushes your boundaries a little bit. So that that's kind of what did for me. You kind of you kind of cut out there, so I'm not, I don't know if you just asked me a question. I heard part of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was just pretty much just saying that you know I had the strict parents, and you know they were kind of on top of me of what I was listening to, but that allowed me to just listen to other things. And you know, even though at the time I was pissed off that I wasn't able to listen to rap at the time, but in the long run, I would say that it definitely expanded expanded my um, the music that I listened to. That's pretty cool. I got nothing. Honestly, I, I want to say this too. I get it. Like, I get, like, when, say, parents, you know, don't want their kids listening to hip hop. Obviously, hip hop is not like the most influential music. For the most part, there is some very yeah. influential hip hop that you can listen to. But, like, as a young kid, you know, I, I think a lot of rappers get that mixed up and they think that their shit is like the, no matter what, oh, yeah, anybody can listen to this. But, I do get that sense. If you're appearing out there listening and you don't want your kid listening to my music, that's fine. <laughs> that's your prerogative. <laughs> no, nah, for sure. Like, cause, and, and, and I say this all the time that like, I remember listening to certain songs as a kid and liking the song and having no idea what they were talking about. You know what I mean? And then the older I get, the more I realize what they're talking about. And I'm like, holy shit. I was seven years old listening to this song. I had no business listening to this shit. So it's just kind of, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm with you, you know, like as a as a grown man now, I kind of understand that. And I'm sure a child probably won't ever understand that. But, you know, it is what it is. So where do you usually go to find your artist uh, that you are, you know, putting on your on your playlist? Is this like something that you just kind of search like all the free music, like, you know, places online, like SoundCloud and all that other stuff? Or is there, is there, is there more of a, a, a strategic method to it? So I definitely have a strategic method to it and it's all Instagram. So I do all of this through Instagram. Okay. And I basically just followed like certain pop hashtags and uh, ones that, you know, I think would, produce music that I enjoy and I just keep swiping man I keep swiping and if I see something I like I'll reach out to them and you'd be surprised at how many people don't respond and it's because of all the scams out there I know that and that's why it's kind of disheartening sometimes to be honest because um it's just like damn like I'm just trying to I'm trying to provide something and you guys won't even look at my message because you're your of what you've experienced so far and that's kind of the the dark side of you know the being an independent artist i feel like is you don't have any trust in anybody because why should you you know what yeah, I mean? for sure yeah. so you said it's kind of hard to get to some people like if you say if you contacted 10 people about it how many do you how many would you think would roughly hit back uh to be honest i'm lucky to get one or two wow uh. yeah yeah it's it's that it's that bad. It really is. Everyone thinks I'm trying to scam them every single time. <laughs> and then no, when that... I say like, no, I promise you, like I'm not gonna take a, do- a penny from you. Um, it's uh, it's shocking, and I think that's why I do get a lot of the love that I do from the artists because obviously you know they don't expect it, so it is. You know, and that's the positive side of it. <laughs> right. I do get somebody to respond. And then another thing with, with Instagram, you know, if if somebody doesn't follow or if you don't follow them, better said their message doesn't really come up on your thing. It just says you have a new message from somebody that doesn't follow you. So, you know, most people will just delete that because usually those things are either, uh, you know, scams to get money from you or just scams to, you know, try to hack your page or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, it's, it's usually not a good thing. 
That is honestly a that's the little beef I have with Instagram. They need to make it easier to see that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't even show you. It's just like a little grayed out like it says uh you have a message request I think or something like that at the yeah. top right. At least on my my Android phone that's what it is. Yeah. And um yeah man, it's like come on. I'm trying to reach these people to help. You got to help me out a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so quick question. Um as a playlist creator and also as an up-and-coming artist, what advice do you have for, you know, any up-and-coming artist who, you know, has been through this, you know, for many years and still with that and, you know, feel like giving up? What advice do you have for this person just to keep going and, you know, what, what, what advice would you have for them? I think the main advice I would have for anyone, music or not, is just stay genuine. Be yourself and... Um, whether you end up making millions of dollars or not, you're gonna be a winner in your own mind at the end of the day. And I think that's the most important thing. Uh, people get too caught up in trying to become a celebrity um, and you know chasing chasing money, and then they end up unhappy. That's that's not that's not ever gonna do it for me, and it's not ever gonna do it for anybody else at the end of the day. Um, if you're being real with yourself, so stay genuine. Um, make music that you want to make, not music that someone else wants you to make. Uh, if you're making music that someone else wants you to make, it's going to be bad music. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, no, you're right. Pretty much. You know what I mean? It, to me, it's the easiest thing to to hear the difference between an artist that is making genuine music and an artist is just doing it for clout. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's obvious in when it comes through the speakers or the headphones and. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's really what makes the difference in what I listen to and what kind of songs that I place on on the the playlist. So, and I feel like that's why most people that do end up taking a scan through it, you know, end up enjoying. It. Uh, so that would be my number one advice to anybody. Yeah, you know, because I, I I actually know somebody who's you know same thing, same situation, you know, up and coming artist, and you know they, I know them and I see you know how they dress and everything, but for the for their video shoots. They're wearing all kinds of designer clothing and I just know that this isn't them. You know what I mean? But <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong, they, they are getting a certain amount of um I guess attention, if you want to call it that, but I feel like it'd get even more attention if he kind of was more himself, more authentic. Um, uh, because the he's a good artist. He's a really good artist and he makes good music, but I just feel like I know you and I know that all this Versace, all this, you know, off white, all of that. It's it's not it's not you. I know that you know. So it's kind of I don't know. And, and granted, you know, most most people actually don't actually know these artists. But sometimes you could even see it that this isn't really them. No, absolutely. I, I do. I, I want to bring this up because this is the one artist that I always try to not follow his example and in, in what he preached and his type of music. But um, he's actually from my hometown, XXX Tentacion. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yes, sir. Um, his music. I didn't really even like that much, to be honest. There were certain songs that I gravitated to, but for the, as a whole, it wasn't my style. Mm. And that's fine. I get that. Everybody has their own taste. But right. um, that kid as an artist was what I feel like every artist should aspire to be. He was true to himself. He did not fall into the you know clout chasing era, if you will. He was just him. It, it, most people thought it was weird as fuck, but... You know, that's, that is what it is. I, and I, I respect that more than someone being fake. So, um, yeah, sure. you know, rest in peace to X. And I, I miss him and his music and his, his attitude. He had a lot of positivity. I feel like 
a lot of people tried to spin into negativity. So yeah, for sure. You know, and and you know, to speak on the whole weird thing, I feel like people are afraid to be weird when in reality, you want to be weird. I feel like in this in this industry or in this kind or any as an artist, you know, you kind of want to tap into your weirdness because everybody has that individual weirdness that makes you you know creative or makes you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Uh, you know, thinking, worrying about what everybody's thinking about you. But if you kind of just tap into that weirdness, that's kind of what makes all these great artists pop out and stick out, you know, because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of artists. But if you sound like the next motherfucker, it's kind of like, you know, it's not really, it's not going to work out. No, there's no point. No point in trying to be like somebody else. You're just, if you end up making it, you're just going to be a uh, a B-side version of whoever that is. And, you know, that'll probably eat you up at the end of the day. Mm. <laughs> Anybody's ego oh, yeah. would be hurt by that. <laughs> Yeah, biggest example of that like, is uh, like, Future and um, what's his name? Uh, Designer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That like that was that's that's still the thing that hovers over Designer's career. Mm-hmm. Like still to this day, people are like, "Oh, he still kind of sounds like Future." No, absolutely. But that's also. I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, when the hell's the last time you heard the Designer talked about by anybody? I haven't. <laughs> I haven't talked about Designer with anybody. I feel like. Uh, this panda came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, for, for real. That was that was probably his biggest song. And then after that, I know he released the EP or album, but that really didn't do too much noise either. So he actually released some song. I was trying to remember what it was about, but I remember I listened to it and I was like, "This is actually the best thing I've ever heard him rap." <laughs> I wish I could remember exactly what it is now, but I've... yeah. <laughs> um, but um, what do you call it? Damn, I had something in my head and it's gone now. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Was that. My fault. Um, I'll, I'll take blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, another question. You are an artist. Um, Performance-wise, like, have you been performing? And what would you say is uh, one of your biggest highlights and your one of your biggest lowlights in a performance? Performance-wise, let me be honest. And honest, I don't. I don't get a ton of them. It's it's very hard to find legitimate performance opportunities in Broward which sounds really weird it's because we're right next to Miami. I, I get that. Um, and Broward is, I feel like has also made a, a, a pretty big impact in the hip hop world, uh, at mm-hmm. least in the past, you know, five, 10 years. For sure. Um, so saying that, like people are like, what? You're, what, what do you mean? There's stuff everywhere, but it's all pay, pay to play, pay to perform, pay to get on the stage. No, you know what I mean? All that type of stuff. Um, there's there's certain places that do offer like open mics and things like that but um really if you're not putting on the show yourself it's not worth doing mm-hmm. um, i've gone to a couple different places i've been to north carolina to to do some stuff i've uh traveled to orlando to do a few small performances here and there but um you know now that covid is around that's not really yeah. an option so true so yeah i mean i i I guess I mean I have to say like uh, my high highlights of performing is getting to do it, man, and that's that's anything that I do. Anything that I do is if I'm just doing what I love, I'm happy with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's sure. not about the number of people that I'm performing in front of. It's whoever's there, how you're responding to my music, and it, it's always been positive anytime that I've I've gotten on the stage. So yeah, that's that's really it for me. One thing that we always ask everybody for sure. Top five rappers, dead or alive. What are yours? Oh, dear God. And it doesn't have to be any <laughs> specific order. Like, this is number one, this is number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, all right, okay. okay. Um, this, and and uh, to anybody 
don't take any offense to this list. This is off the top of my head. Oh yeah, we definitely didn't prep him for this, so do not <laughs> hold a gun to this man's head. Because I kind of do this on purpose. Him. I kind of do this on purpose. <laughs> okay, that's all good. I feel you. I feel you. I respect that. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm gonna have to go with. Some of these are gonna be off the wall for some people, but uh, hey, I'll, um, I'll go ahead. I'm going with uh, Tech Nine. Ooh. Talib Kweli is in there. Eminem is in the is in my top five. Okay. And then I'm going J. Cole. Okay. Very nice. And to round out the top five. Hmm, my God. <laughs> Last one's always the hardest, I will mm-hmm. say. Uh, this is gonna sound No no no. I'm switching it up. Lil Lil Wing. Lil Wing. Okay. Round out my top five. Okay. I do have a, another question for you though. Um, so for the playlist, you said this is the second season that you're currently working on for it, right? How yes. do you denote how long a season goes for? So though, I basically just made it up. <laughs> um, I uh, the first I started the playlist not really even expecting to do seasons, and then um, March Madness rolled around, and I was like, wait a minute. This could be a really cool thing I could do if I set up a tournament style, you know, voting system to, you know, crown a champion of of the season, if you will. Okay. And, right. you know, and then give them a little prize, whatever that might be. First season, it was very minimal. I gave out a hundred bucks and I created a custom t-shirt for the for the dude. Artist that won by his name's Shy VA. Um, it's S-H-A-I-V-A. Um, mm-hmm. anybody listening, go check him out because he's super dope and he makes a lot of music too. So, um, he keeps it coming for anybody that is a fan of his. Uh, but yeah, so then I just did it like that. Um, and I wanted to give myself a little time off, uh, to kind of figure out how I was going to proceed. Right. And there came season two. So I think at the end of the day, it's going to end up being around a 48 weeks of music and then a tournament at the end of the day. So, uh, wow. okay. Um, yeah, the tournament that I run is it's just like the college basketball tournament. Sixty four artists, sixty four records. Um, I seed everybody by uh, their percentage that they received in the voting okay. if they were a finalist during that week. Um, so it is it is de- definitely a seeding system that you know. There's some underdogs that came through last year that I was kind of shocked about and things like that. So it's just fun. It's fun, man. If you follow it. Uh, uh, you know, I think you'll have some fun. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and uh, just, I guess, talk about a couple of things that are going on in the in, in the industry and in the, the the hip-hop scene right now. As we all know, or we, uh, probably everybody should probably know by now, a rapper, new up-and-coming rapper, King Vaughn, was murdered uh, a couple days ago now, I think it was. I, I'm honestly, me personally, I've only heard a few songs by him. Like my roommate is is way younger than me and is very much into all the up and coming rappers. So I hear mm. a lot of stuff by them from him, but I really didn't know anything about King Von. I don't know how much you might happen to know about King Von, but what 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 are your thoughts on the whole thing? Um, King Von, I, I don't know a lot about King Von, but I I the funny thing is is I just kind of came around to his music through a, a another. A uh, friend of mine, and he's also an independent artist. His name's Pompano Jones. He actually turned me on to him just recently, literally within the past month. 
And I was excited to hear a lot more from him, to be honest. And, and um, you know, same similar thing with uh, Pop Smoke. You know, I, I just got into him and started, yeah. you know, really loving his music yeah. and was super excited for his career. And and it's just sad, man. It really is that this happens way too much these days. Um, you know, I, I don't want to you know, get too deep into King Von not knowing a whole lot and, you know, say something sure. uh, that's not correct. But, you know, I, it's just it's a shame. And I, you know, my heart goes out to his family and anybody that was involved. I, I've seen the videos and all that, which I wish I haven't. Yeah. Or had. Right. Yeah. You know, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, same thing happened for me uh, with Nipsey uh, when, you know, he passed away. I believe it was a year ago. You know, we had actually reviewed his album, uh, the one that he released before he passed away, uh, shortly before he passed away. And that was the album that kind of got me into listening to a lot of Nipsey. And I was really looking forward to, you know, a new album and just, just the future for him and, and what his, what the future held for his career. Um, so it's always a, it's always just a, a, a blow to the gut, you know, when things like this happen, particularly, you know, I'm, I'm hearing rumors that it was, it could have completely been avoided as it mostly usually can. Yeah. You know, these situations usually more times than not can be avoided. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times ego steps in the way and uh, fortunately people lose their lives, you know, and uh, it just, it, it sucks. You know, I, I personally, just like you guys uh, didn't really listen to too much King Ron's music. I knew of him just like you. I had heard a song or two of him and I think he, uh, to me, he was one of the one of the better uh, Chicago artists, at least that were like you know kind of up and coming. Uh, he had a really really dope kind of like storytelling kind of style that he had. So he was he was really dope, and um, yeah, it just sucks, man. It sucks that it had to end this way for him. And definitely condolences to you know to the whole Chicago family out there, and you know rest in peace for sure. And I, I have to go along with you, uh, Adair. I was really into Pop Smoke. I like just gotten into him probably a month before he passed away and i was just like okay well they're saying that he's working on an album and to me um oh this is kind of what i was going to say earlier that i forgot a lot of rappers nowadays there's really no distinguishing them unless you're actually watching them perform or watching a video of them simply because so many of them use autotune now or so many of them rap so much the same that they all sound alike pop smoke was one of those guys i was really excited about because he didn't sound like nobody that was out right now so mm-hmm. like that was one yes. thing i was like i can't wait to see what he does he's already got some good songs he's got a great voice for it you know i just can't wait to see what goes on and then of course tragedy strikes but um i actually like we talk about it all the time about you know people not having distinguishable voices in hip-hop and all of that stuff uh does, is is that something that 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 messes with you like especially as you're uh you you create the uh or curate the playlist like uh the difference between rapping with or without autotune like is that something that because that's something that messes with me so much like i hate it i cannot stand it when people use the hell out of autotune like all over a song but what what are your thoughts on that so i i um i've kind of switched up over the years to be honest uh, in my opinion on autotune when it first started being or at least getting into the mainstream of music i absolutely hated it like just like you i, I couldn't stand it I did not want to hear if you had auto-tune on your voice i was not gonna listen to your music that was just it at the end of the day but i really kind of i had a, a come to jesus moment if you will with music <laughs> and i kind of found myself being like that old head that didn't want to accept anything new 
You know what I mean? And, and I wasn't even old at the time. Like I'm not even that old now. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to make myself sound like I'm like 50 or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, what am I doing, man? Like I need to open myself up to what a lot of these new guys are doing because at the end of the day, that that's going to be the future of music, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I did t- uh, take a quick pivot and. Um, I still don't favor auto-tune by any means. I actually just started using a little bit of auto-tune, like a very slight pitch correction in my own music. I've always been somebody that doesn't even like my voice, though, so whatever you know, that is. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I started listening to more of it. And if it's done correctly and not too much of it, you know, you don't just completely rely on the auto-tune to make the sound, yeah. um, I actually really, really do enjoy it. So... Uh, so I still I do place artists with auto tune. So if you're an artist listening, don't feel discouraged. <laughs> Send me your music, <laughs> no matter what it sounds like. <laughs> sure. Oh, um, I actually just read that I, both of y'all's thoughts because I don't know if either one of y'all heard this. The notorious B.I.G. was just inducted into the Rock oh, and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame 23 years after his passing. Yeah, I read that. Um, well, it was yesterday, right? I think. I, I think it was yesterday. yesterday. What's yeah? It was yesterday. How was that? Long overdue. How did that not happen? Like. 23 years ago. Long, long, long overdue. But you know what? They do that to a lot of artists because I remember, well, I'm a, I'm a child of the nineties. So I grew up, you know, through the late eighties and early nineties. But, um, Janet Jackson was just inducted into that like a year or two ago. And she's been rocking since the early eighties. Like, so it it makes like the, the amount of time that it takes for, for artists to get, um, into the rock and roll hall of fame to me is kind of ridiculous, especially since, like you know biggie's impact and influence on hip-hop culture period and you know also an artist like janet jackson who's been around the world 10 million times is probably like billion times platinum at this time um you know it's just i feel like it's just really weird that it takes them so long to get these big artists into the hall of fame i'm curious what's on what the criteria is for it you know what i mean like what the criteria is to have somebody given that award i, I do want to say i want to say this though i, I kind of i now with 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 uh with Biggie, I, I understand that. I don't understand, or I don't understand why it's taking so long. But I got I want to compare that to like the NBA and the NBA Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. they're starting mm-hmm. to let anybody in that shit right now. Like I don't know <laughs> if you like have seen some of these latest names that are up for the Hall of Fame, but I think it's absolutely ridiculous. So so maybe a little bit of respect to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for for waiting <laughs> and, and you know making sure it's 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 legit. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, I feel like that is how you find out if something's classic, if something is timeless, is by letting time be time yeah. and letting time pass. So, you know, something might be really, really hot right now, but 20 years later, he has no, you know, um, I guess sticking power. And then it's not a classic and people just kind of forget about it. So I, I, I agree. And um, I, I don't know. I just feel like it could have been done even earlier than that, especially since Biggie's music at this point is, you know, timeless yeah legendary Absolutely. oh they they did say that i think it was diddy nas and jay-z that inducted him like they they presented it really yeah so that's actually an interesting trio of of dudes to come up there for uh for uh did did they do it in person or was that like through zoom i would assume it was through zoom i haven't read the entire article yet just because you know oh it says it was during a ceremony broadcast on hbo so i guess it was live Oh, I'm about, to, I'm about to check this shit out. Yeah, I'm sure you can find that on Instagram by now. Or not yeah, Instagram, sure. um, YouTube. Yeah, for sure. 
I gotta learn. I gotta do a deep dive on that now and see how if there is actually like criteria that you have to meet in order to get in that. Uh, the I, I, I feel ashamed of myself that I haven't looked into that yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised I haven't done that either. All right, so we've come towards the end of the episode now, and you guys know that we love to give you guys some album suggestions at the sure, end of each sure. episode. So, Mr. Adair, would you like to go first as our guest? I'd, I'd, well, I would love to. And uh, this is actually somebody, I got to pull it up here real quick because it's got like the longest album title ever, so I don't want to <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. For but, sure. um,. But yeah, so uh, the artist, his name is JB, and it's spelled J-A-B-E-E. And I placed him on my playlist a couple weeks ago um, with a record called No Allegiance. But the whole album is called This World is So Fragile and Cruel, I'm Glad I Got You. And it's it's just a, as a complete body of works, it's, it's a phenomenal project for someone that you probably have never heard before. Oh, and I cool. feel like... This is a the type of album that if you listen to it, it, it can make a fan out of anybody. It's um it's really dope. It's uh it's super um relevant to what is going on right now with everything <laughs> in the world. And yeah, I would just recommend it to anybody. So JB, it's called This World is So Fragile and Cruel. I'm glad I got you. All right. Uh where can they find that actually, since it is a more underground artist? It's everywhere. You can find it on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, whatever you got. Um, it is on there. So check them out for sure. All right. And Mr. Ben Based? All right. So for my suggestion, I'm going to go with an album called Kawhi from Childish Gambino. Came out in 2014. Um, I, I chose this album because I feel like this is a very important point in Mr. Gambino's career because I always liked him as a rapper. Um, I went to go see him a couple times and I, I always thought he was really dope as a rapper, but I feel like he wasn't getting the love and the attention that I guess he deserved as a rapper. And he kind of shifted towards the more singing part. And this is the album right here where songs like Sober, uh, Pop Thieves and a couple other songs, he kind of started doing the more singing thing. And the very next album was when he put out, um, Redbone and a couple other songs that blew up, uh, him as an artist in general. So. I feel like this is a very important part in Gambino's career. So if you haven't heard uh, Kawhi yet, definitely check that out. Charlie Gambino. All right. And for me, I'm going to go ahead and use Popcorn uh, Fix Tape. It's a new album that came out uh, earlier in 2020. And it's a Popcorn is a dance hall artist, but he's got a lot of rappers on this joint. Like he's got mm. Drake. He's got Party Next Door. He's got, um, sorry, I'm trying to, oh, French Montana and a couple of more people. But it's a, it's an incredibly really, it's a really entertaining album. Uh, the, the, the rhythms that they use are fire across this joint. So I'd say go ahead and check it out. And like one of my favorite songs is really the first song, Chill. But then there's also another song called Retribution, number 17. That's really dope too. So check out, uh, Fix Tape by Popcon. Let me just ask you this. Uh, how does Drake sound with the whole, you know, uh, dance hall sound. And, you know, I don't know if you know, but that, that's his artist and shit. He's a little OVO unruly shit. So I didn't know I knew, that. I knew he was going to stamp his little, his face in there somewhere. <laughs> for sure. Actually, he sounds really good on the track. Like I, I'm, I'm not the biggest Drake fan. Like <laughs> if everybody who listens to the show knows, I'm not a huge Drake fan, especially when Drake is singing. Now, if Drake decides to actually rap, I can fuck with him. But nah, he sounds good in this song. Um, I really, like I said, I haven't been through the entire thing yet. Like I was listening to it on, um, 
on like uh what do you call it shuffle so i haven't listened to it uh, straight all the way through yet nah, but the songs that i've heard i've heard a good amount of them but the songs that i've heard are really really good and it's, it's always to me it's always a good idea to check out stuff um that maybe not necessarily is always in your wheelhouse. Like I know not everybody oh, yeah. messes with dance hall, but you know, dance hall and hip hop have been going together since the nineties. So oh, yeah, it works. for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm with you. It takes a really good dance hall artist to mix hip hop to me. I got I have a really hard time getting into dance hall, but I have listened to some popcorn and he's 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 super dope. Oh yeah, well, I grew I grew up on dance hall, so that. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, this is the end of the episode. Uh, thank you very much, Adair, for coming and hanging thank out with us, talking about what you do, explaining it. it is actually very interesting because I have never met or heard of a playlist curator before. I thought people were just like you know, my idea of a playlist is you pick all your favorite songs and just pop it on there. <laughs> 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 no, I feel you. I run into that all the time, so don't you're not the only one. Don't worry about that. <laughs> all right, so why don't you give the people out there your social medias and all the other stuff where they can go ahead and catch your work at? Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, you can find me on anything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm at Adare954. That's A-D-A-R-E-954. And you can check out the Deserving playlist. It's a Spotify playlist, so it's, it's uh, exclusively on Spotify, the playlist itself. Um, but a lot of the artists that I do place, you can find on any streaming platform. So I, I post it every day, Monday through Friday. You can check out the, the new edition. Um, and you can also find my own music. I don't even promote my own music a lot. So I want to take this opportunity do to do so. Do it. Um, do it. But yeah, you can find me on any streaming platform as well. It's, it's A-Dare. A-Dash, the word dare. So um, I appreciate it. And I appreciate any feedback, too, from anybody. I want to uh, make that clear, even if you don't like me. Let me know that you don't like me so you can motivate me to get better. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I love the attitude. I love the positivity on that. Let's do it. All right. Well, as for us, y'all know where y'all can find us. Y'all can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled Spell out. out. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, you can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast Addict. There's a whole bunch of places y'all can find us, but those were the main mm-hmm. ones that y'all can find us at. <laughs> and as always, we appreciate y'all listening. Again, Adair, thank you for coming on and being a guest with thank us. You, Hopefully man. we can appreciate speak it. with you again soon. Thank you. thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. And to everybody around the world, from all of us, thank you very much for listening. We love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. And be good. We out. Peace. 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 <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.